Sign up to The Economist for in-depth curated expert analysis of world events and topics ranging from business and culture to science and technology. You'll get the weekly digital edition, online-only articles, curated newsletters on politics, the markets, science, culture and China, and full access to The Economist Podcast Plus. The Economist is independent journalism for independent thinking. Go to economist.com and get your first month free. Happy New Year, Lions fans. And before we get into today's New Year's party episode of Lions of Liberty, I want to make sure you guys know about this amazing promotion we are doing for the last week of 2018, our Christmas bonus that we're giving out for any new supporters on Patreon. Anybody who joins the Lions of Liberty Pride at $5 or higher will get a very special extra gift in addition to our normal perks. So anybody that pledges on Patreon for $5 a month will receive a free Lions of Liberty beer koozie If you join at $10 a month, you will receive our brand new Pride-exclusive Lions of Liberty Winter Knit Cap. If you sign up at $15, you will receive a free Lions of Liberty zip-up hoodie brand new in the Lions of Liberty store. And if you sign up at the $25 level, our Mufasa level, where you get to join us for a monthly video conference call, you will receive every single item I just mentioned, in addition to the normal perks, which includes some t-shirts, some beer koozies, etc., etc., and of course, access to all of the amazing bonus content that we produce each and every week. So please do check us out at patreon.com slash Lions of Liberty. Enjoy the show, kids. Welcome to the Lions of Liberty podcast. Here's your host, your guide, your shining beacon of liberty, Mark Clare. All right. Happy New Year and welcome to, I can't really think of any better way that any of you would want to spend your New Year's Eve than with your favorite libertarian podcasters, the Lions of Liberty. It is indeed our New Year's party here on the eve of the new year. And I wouldn't really be much of a party if I did this alone. So I will bring in, as usual, many of my Lions of Liberty compatriots. I'm going to start with the guy who missed our Christmas party last week, very sadly. I'm pleased to welcome from Leesburg, Virginia right now. He is known as the godfather of this podcast for turning me on to the ideas of liberty way back in the day. He is the one and only Mr. Howie Snowden. Hey, happy New Year's, Mark, fellow Lions. Happy New Year's, man. Mark, what are you drinking tonight? Nobody ever asks you, so. No one ever does ask me, probably because no one really cares. Uh, But, well, I've got a couple things going on. Because I'm really classy and it's a New Year's party, I do have a bottle of champagne that I'm going to pop open uh, in just a minute or two here. And uh, I spare no expense when it comes to champagne. When I go to Ralph's, I get the good stuff. I get the cooks extra dry. That's very exciting. And because I'm keeping things super classy, very high classy, much to the chagrin of many members of the Lions of Liberty Pride out there who just love IPAs and fancy schmancy beers, I'm drinking some good old American Simple Paps Blue Ribbon here. New Year's Eve. What about you, Howie? I am drinking something called Viking Blood. <laughs> that sounds... <laughs> It's, More like a fancy schmancy type beer. It's from Denmark. It's a Nordic honey wine with hibiscus and hops added. Oh, and I'm, uh, sounds lovely when you put it that way. Drinking out of this mug I got at the Renaissance Fair. <laughs> I never get to use. Only for this show. But anyways, actually, I'm watching Alexander Gustafson's fight later tonight, and he's kind of like a Viking, so pick this up at Whole Foods. And John Jones has never lost, right? We'll know people that care about this will know the answer by the time this airs. So we don't need to analyze the fight too much. Right. The only loss he has previously was he got disqualified for, I don't know, legal, beating someone up like too an, much. A legal move or something. Like I'm that. talking now. It's Brian. Hello. It's Brian McWilliams. I, my plan was to just talk about UFC with Howie until you got mad and jumped yeah, well, in. Well, that, that time is now. Actually, I was and supposed to go to that great. UFC fight in Vegas. And uh, unfortunately, it got moved. To L.A. And I don't <laughs> Ironically, you're now not going because it's I, yeah, right now next it's to L.A. House. Now I'm not going anymore. And because yeah, he had like he tested some something in his test was off for John Jones. Like yeah. the same steroid he got banned for. He tested for positive right. again. And they're like, instead of canceling the fight, they're like, we'll just move it to L.A. They don't think he took it again. They think it's just like pulses. Like it's going to cycle through a system for years. So what? that's got that's going to be an issue. But that's the thing. So they couldn't get a license in Nevada. But L.A. is like, sure, you could do it here. Wow, that, California must be the one state. This must be the one thing where there's something easier to do in California because yeah. of la- lack of regulations for once. Oh, and I'm drinking wine. Drinking wine. That's dangerous. Yeah. Dangerous game. Not as dangerous as 
drinking Cook's extra dry champagne. But all right, and lastly, we're gonna bring in that smiling man who recently modeled our new zip-up hoodie, which you can find <laughs> at the Lions of Liberty store at lionsofliberty.store. He is from the city of brotherly love, Mr. JB Libin. What's up, everyone? I, I just have to say that's not actually me because I just don't want to take credit from all these these hardworking um, sweatshirt models <laughs> it's out not, there. But, but a very handsome black gentleman is the model for our new zip-up hoodie. And it does look similar <laughs> to JB. This is not racism. It's true. Yeah, at first glance, I thought maybe it was me, but... See, even you weren't sure. Sometimes you forget. You, yeah, the you goatee, get drunk, the you smile. You modeling and you forget what's up. For some reason, you can only see the bottom of the model's face when I post it on Facebook, so... You have a very similar lower half of the face of the guy who is the model of our zip up hoodie. So. It, it certainly is a black bearded face. Pretty I'll much. Say that. <laughs> now, what are you drinking over there, JB? I got some Talisker 10 out. It's uh, sitting in the spot. It's nice and rough. I've had a tough day. <laughs> started drinking at 1130, actually. Oh, nice. Yeah. Oh, boy. What's the <laughs> this occasion? Is be uh, I went to Arsenal, was playing Liverpool. It was a big match. I thought I'd go out, invite some friends, make a spectacle of it. Arsenal lost 5-1. <laughs> it was uh, those typical humiliating defeats you know, that you get from time to time. And, you know, uh, not great. But here I am. Uh, I got some whiskey to keep me company. Howie, did you start drinking before or after 11.30 a.m. today? I started drinking like five minutes ago, so. Oh, all right. So tune in for the bonus show. Because how we will be good and sloshed by that. Yeah. By the way, what is that mug made of? Like like rhino foreskin? Um it's, <laughs> so it's definitely a leather. It looks like a leather. It's mostly leather, except for the bottom is like wood. Mm. And it's like there's like a wax drip lining inside of it. That's kind of interesting. And did you win this at the Renaissance Fair? Or did you just buy it like a commoner? No, I just bought it like a commoner. No jousting involved. Nope. <laughs> I did want to share, I think would be a fun Renaissance fair game that they should invent, which you could play in the bathroom, which is dick jousting, where you just whip your cock out, yeah. you run at each other, you try to knock each other outside of the urinal. I tried it before. Uh, it was not a success, but it, that wasn't at a Renaissance fair. tried it before? Fair. Well, that wasn't at you a Renaissance this, fair. That was just a, you know. dick jousting you speak of? Yeah. <laughs> it was at the, uh, remember we went to see the American Gladiators taping? I did it there with Hulk Hogan. <laughs> If anybody was wondering how long it would take for my dad to shake his head while listening, the answer is five minutes. <laughs> was it that, you that pissed next if, to Hulk Hogan, Mark? Or was if, that that's, if that story's no, true, I, that's I never peed next to Hulk Hogan. I oh, just thought I did. Somebody once. we know did. <laughs> Back when he was hosting that show. All right. So, because it is a New Year's party, because I have this Cook's Extra Dry Champagne, first order of business is to pop that champagne live on air. So. Woo! Also, another great reason to join Patreon, besides the massive, massive merchandise we're giving away for less than 24 hours, if you're just hearing about it on this show, is because the aforementioned Howie will be at his drunkest during the bonus show, which we do every time we do a Libertarians in Living Rooms Drinking Liquor show, like we're doing right now. We'll all be our drunkest, really, but, you know, Howie's the most entertaining when he's drunk, what am I going to say? So tune in for that. Check out patreon.com slash Lions of Liberty for all the bonus content that we do here and to get some free merch. Again, if you donate or pledge $5 a month or higher, you'll get a free koozie. Or not or higher. If you pledge $5 a month, you get a free koozie. $10 a month, you'll get a brand new wool knit cap, Lions of Liberty winter cap. $15 a month, you get our new zip-up hoodie. And if you pledge $25 a month or higher, you get everything I just mentioned in addition to the regular perks of which there are a plenty. So please do check out our Patreon and tune into all the great bonus content and help support this show now. Uh, I don't know about you guys. I think in the last week of podcasting, because unlike a lot of other libertarian podcasts out there, Alliance of Liberty, we don't take breaks. We don't take holiday breaks. You know, we got Chris Spangle takes a little two-week vacation every winter. Jason Stapleton's on break even though he's not a libertarian podcast anymore. Tom Woods takes a break. All these podcasters take a break. Meanwhile, we stay here drinking and talking about liberty. We huddle ourselves in our individual liberty dens and keep this thing going. So I think we've probably done enough, pretty much enough show recap or, or politics recap or liberty recap in the last week of shows between Naughty or Nice, uh, between Brian and John going through everything and anything Trump on Electric Liberty Land, and between Brian and John also going through everything criminal justice on uh, Felony Friday. So floor's kind of open, guys. What do you guys want to talk about? Is there anything, anything we have not covered in the, in the last week of recapping everything? And please do go and click back on your podcast feed for all the great uh, 2018 recap shows we've done in the last week. But what else is out there? What have we not uncovered in the last week? What's been missing from the conversation? Anybody, anybody, Brian, you're thinking hard over there. I'm, I'm trying to think it's, it's going very slowly for me today. 
All the thinking is going uh, at a molasses drip pace. How about we start things off real easy? You guys see any good movies this year? Yeah. Screw Liberty Talk. Let's just have fun. <laughs> Dude, I just watched that uh, Bird Box on Netflix the other day. No spoilers. Terrible. I'm planning to watch that later. It's terrible. Don't bother. I liked it. I thought it was pretty good. That's a spoiler. Really? Uh, spoiler alert. It fucking sucks. Also, spoiler alert. You never get to see the goddamn monster. Oh, come on. Don't spoil that. Well, it's not. What, there's nothing to spoil because there's nothing know. there to see ever. Dude, Something not happening. Is it's also like the spoiler. end of Contact where it's like, oh, it's your stupid dad. Spoiler alert. Now you're spoiling Contact too. <laughs> it's another horrible movie. <laughs> it's better to leave it to your imagination. Come on. That's no, not, it's not. It's not, never better to leave it to your imagination. That dad, though. That wasn't her dad. Well, the alien was it's like, oh, it's my dad, the alien. Oh, so stupid. And I also, nothing contact. is better left to the imagination. That's why porn is a thing. This, this morning I watched that. Speaking that, of what's it? Speaking of your imagination, did you hear about the um, the Black Mirror movie that came out? That's like a choose yeah. your own adventure. Yeah, I watched. Movie? I watched that this morning. No, oh, you watched it? Yeah, I, is it good? Uh, the idea is kind of novel, but I wasn't. It wasn't that cool. I don't think. No, no, it, oh. it, it, it was interesting, but I liked Bird Box better. I like movies I don't have to participate in. And All liked, movies are now on the Bird Box standard. And I liked Aquaman better. <laughs> And I'm going to see the Spider-Man movie tomorrow. Oh, Spider-Verse is great. Spider-Verse is one of my favorite movies I've seen this year. Easily. In fact, I think all my favorite movies I've seen this year are comic book related movies. Whether it's Avengers Infinity War. Well, I also liked A Quiet Place. Anybody see Quiet Place? Yeah, uh, yeah Quiet Place. I thought it was fantastic. So a lot of... Isn't that what Bird Box is a ripoff? No. Of? Yeah. Bird <laughs> Box is based on a book that came out before A Quiet Place. So if anything, A Quiet Place oh, ripped off Bird me. Box. Oh, excuse me. Is it, is it the same plot as Quiet different. Place? They're pretty different. No, it's a, it, if anything, Bird Box is a complete the ripoff plot, of the Only happening. the senses change. So in, in Quiet Place, Instead you got to be quiet. And in this, like, you can't look at something. It's like <laughs> yeah, the senses change. That's the difference. <laughs> so it's a blind place, so in, basically. Yeah. Exactly. Only when you're outside. So there's going to be one where you can't like taste anything or you're going to die. <laughs> you know. A tasteless palate place. <laughs> so if you had to give up one sense, what would it be? Ooh, that's a good question. If I had Not to give up sight. What, what, I like seeing sorry, things. Again, my wife was uh, talking if, to if me. If you had to give up doorway. one sense, what would it be? Oh, well, Brian would give up hearing then so he doesn't have to hear his wife all the time. I'd give that's up hearing oh. too. Zing. Hmm. I would give up. God, I didn't even. Oh, that's so tough. I probably would give up hearing, actually. Yeah, I the, think I'd still, least... rather, I'd still rather see than hear, right? Yeah, for sure. Yeah, it, it, that's true. If I had to give up one, it would be hearing. Yeah, it's just funny to say as a podcaster captioning. that we're all going to yeah, give up how hearing. how about that? Yeah, as a podcaster, it's like hearing, not that well, hard. I definitely if wouldn't you haven't give noticed, up feeling. I, I do much more talking than listening anyway, so it wouldn't really impact my podcast at all. If the devil <laughs> Mephisto ever approaches us and grants us that we have to give up one of these senses, then... We're all going to be, this, this podcast is going to sound really weird because it's probably hard to talk when you can't hear, right? That's why yeah. I don't know. Is I'm not going to do an talk, impression. I mean, if you already knew how to talk and then you lost your hearing, it probably can still talk pretty understandably. Like, like it's a lot easier than if you yeah, never knew what talking sounded like. It's muscle memory at that point, right? Yeah. You've been doing it for so long. Yeah, it's like riding a bike. All right, well, maybe next year we'll all be deaf podcasters. <laughs> well, gotta have goals. <laughs> Let's all get surgery to remove our eardrums and see how a podcast sounds after that. Well, here's surgery. a question. Just need a about, screwdriver for that. Well, we could movies. just have a voice, one of those like Google voice things. We could just type out a podcast like via Messenger, That's and true. it could translate it into some computerized voice like, uh, who's that guy? I almost said Christopher Walken. Stephen Hawking. Stephen Hawking. <laughs> Christopher Walken. <laughs> Stephen Walken. Like That's, Chris, what, that's what Just it is. like Christopher Walken. Hey, I'm stuck here in this wheelchair. Fucking on a keyboard. I'd rather so, it sounds like, like Bernie Sanders. That, Alexa's voice or something. <laughs> you guys will soon learn, if you haven't already, that all my impressions are different variations of Bernie Sanders. Yep. <laughs> so wait, here's my here's real Bernie Sanders? Is my Christopher a... Walken Bernie Sanders? Donald Trump Bernie Sanders? <laughs> all the same guy. So this new year starting up, we're... Uh, Tony Danza? We're just about to jump into the 2020 primary season, I guess. All the Democrats are going to be coming out. I'm, uh, ooh, I'm, all right. I'm pumped to see the carnage that's going to unfold with all these Democrats. Oh my god, they're going to! I think the progressive wing and the establishment wing are going to savage each other, and it's going to be awesome to watch. Oh yeah, I, I think that's a fun direction to, to go down. Why don't we look ahead to the year to come and make some predictions? And we can start off with uh, well, with whatever we want. But why don't we kind of go down this rabbit hole a little bit of what's going to happen? This will be when we're seeing presidential announcements be made uh, for all parties. I guess there will be libertarian 
presidential candidates popping up, I imagine. Uh, but really, let's be honest, the main focus in the media and everywhere are going to be who is going to be the Democratic challenger to Donald Trump in 2020, assuming he is running for re-election. Some people think he, I mean, he's already announced, I think, a re-election campaign, but hasn't officially said he is running. But most people assume he is going to run again. Some people think he might just step down and do one term, but I don't see that happening personally. I hope Donald Trump goes to like a, like a pro wrestling thing where it's like he packs all his bags up and he goes, he takes one step out the White House, then he goes, no, and he walks back and turns around and goes inside just campaigning just to fuck with people even more. That'd be awesome. Love it. <laughs> it's a natural showman. So I saw somebody who's calling for like a Biden Romney unity ticket to like challenge Trump. <laughs> Jesus. And, and guess where they'd probably run on the freaking Libertarian Party ticket somehow. Oh, that, oh my the God. The Mormon and the molester. Mormon molester 2020. <laughs> no, I, I did see in the news, though, that <laughs> the Democrats are all upset that the like top three people that are polling that might run are all white i know <laughs> old white men <laughs> i thought what i thought what's her face was gonna run um oh yeah i think Kamala. alexa alexia Ale- alexandra Ocasio no oh, you see vox was trying to get her to run for president it's like are you fucking kidding she, me right first of all you need to check bullshit. the age requirement yeah, she's not old she's like yeah, I, don't think, I don't think she's even no, old she's enough not. yet <laughs> and they're like no. we gotta change that like yeah let's keep let's keep dumbing down society let's make sure we have the worst possible candidates let's get all the idiots in office be careful what they wish like, honestly, for, because if they lower that requirement too much, they're going to have President Barron Trump before they know it. So, <laughs> yeah, honestly, be careful, like everybody. The, I used to, before I was 35, I used to think 35 was kind of high, but now I'm like, no. Oh, like, yeah. It's not even close. <laughs> like, 35, like. Well, now that I know other 35 plus year olds, <laughs> like, I realize. 35 is bare minimum. We are not wise enough either to be president. Really, you should. I really, I only want 80 year old plus men to be president, not just men. They can be women. Not sexist, but I am ageist. No, I, think. I don't want. I don't want eighty. I don't want too old. I don't, I don't want to be so out of touch that they ask ridiculous questions about how to use like their phone. It's like like fifty to sixty is a sweet spot. Once you get to like seventy plus, you start to like kind of not be in tune with what's currently going. Yeah, on. but JB, you're missing the point. I want a president that can barely do anything. See, oh, it's funny. I've enough. got a coworker that thinks there should be an like. Uh, not an age limit, like a, you can't be older than whatever because he doesn't want people voting on things that aren't going to be alive to have it affect them. Um, I, I disagree. Does it age well, you limit can't predict voting? that people are going to die in the next two years or four years every time. Yeah, some yeah. of these positions, yeah. And, and that's why I said to him, like, we might be the last generation to ever die, too. So, but That's um, a good prediction. But that like, I, I would have... Agree with. I don't care if Ron Paul is 110. I would still vote for him. <laughs> like, this is true. I don't know. I think... I don't want any artificial limits. Well, I think we all know that Ron Paul can do no wrong. He can be president and emperor for life. What we need to do is take Ron Paul's brain out and put it in a goddamn robot already. Why is somebody not working on this? Who says nobody's China working on it? is, at least. <laughs> crack. We do, oh, where's our transhumanist? Uh, what's his fist? Zoltan Istvan. Zoltan. Yeah, get Zoltan on it. Big Zoltan Istvan fan. Is he um, running again? Who knows? He likes to run for office and talk about humans becoming robots. I'm a big fan of Zoltan Niche fan. I like him. He's not a perfect libertarian. I got to interview him at the LNC, which is probably the highlight of my year is being able to be on scene both at the LNC and at Porkfest and, and actually recording podcasts in person with, you know, not just with, um, you know, with uh, you know, people I've interviewed, like, you know, people I interviewed at the LNC, but also just friends of ours that we were never in person friends with until we met at Porkfest, like Johnny Adams, Roger Paxton, Chris Bengal. That was probably the highlight of my whole year, podcast or otherwise. One of those trips. I agree. My favorite podcast, even though I completely blacked out for half of it, I think, was the uh, definitely the Whiskey Challenge at Porkfest. That was a hell of a time. It's so good that we had an internal debate of whether it should air at all. <laughs> <laughs> it was worth it. It did. It just, you need to see the madness. The method behind the madness yeah, it, of it, it, the it's, it's really something that you had to have been there for, but I guess audio is a close, as close a second as you can get. <laughs> but it doesn't match being in the room. Yeah. That's like, that's on another level. Well, I've been pushing Roger, man. I told him, I said, we demand that we have a uh, our podcast in the downstairs demand. tent. Not in the media room, in the downstairs tent this time. If we're going to make a spectacle. If we're going to do another whiskey challenge with the Lions oh of Liberty I've... squad. Well, I don't know if do, you ever need to do a whiskey challenge squad again. Squad versus another squad, so it would be like the six of us. Is this the same day as the beer pong tournament, or <laughs> probably two different days would be good on that that side? 
either way, coming out to Porkfest, folks, because it's going to be fun. Because no. we will be there, uh, presuming that our Patreon supporters keep on coming, keep on helping us roar into all these events in 2019. And I want to go to some new stuff. I don't know what else goes on out there in Liberty Land, but I want to go to them. Well, Freedom Fest in Vegas would be good to go to. Freedom you guys, Fest in Vegas. Is there, is anything happen in D.C.? You guys come out and visit me. We could, go, uh, we could go pick it outside <laughs> well, no, I of mean, some oh, yeah, we, we could have a We could organize a End the Fed protest. I went to one of those before. If there was a good rally, I could, we could definitely justify crashing at ha- We can all crash to your house, right, Howie? Yeah. <laughs> He's got the room. We, could, all, we could go in his great. podcasting basement. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Just another you? reason to join the Lions of Liberty Pride and support us on Patreon. Send us to Howie's house so we can have a Liberty Slumber Party. <laughs> we, <laughs> we should do an all-night all podcast telling, once. Telling libertarian ghost stories about the expansion of the Fed, the war state. Like what's a good? We should actually. That's a funny idea. We should have libertarian uh, ghost stories that people can buy in a book form, and they can bring it to their campfires and tell tell spooky stories with the flash. And then there. Are, under are we going to allow one ghost per team for the Liberty Draft? I believe we should. <laughs> I I'm think all we for have it. to vote on this issue. <laughs> one yeah, we ghost mentioned it at team. the tail end. I'm trying to keep it semi-realistic, at least vaguely. <laughs> hey, I know, have, have you, any of you seen a ghost? On. In normal, if politics, one of you seen a ghost, I'll allow it. Uh, no, I haven't seen a ghost. Uh, in, in normal what about politics, corpse, though, we'll just change the name. There's... We've all seen corpses here, okay? Howie has <laughs> seen many corpses. I've seen thousands of corpses. I've never seen one. <laughs> to those without context, that would be a really creepy statement. But... <laughs> but yeah, yeah. My dad was a funeral director. <laughs> yeah, Howie literally grew up in a funeral home, much like the wrestler, the Undertaker. <laughs> <laughs> Did you ever use any of the corpses to put on a puppet show? Negative. <laughs> <laughs> that you remember too heavy well, the thing about the ghosts though is that look in, in political discourse you're always having ghosts on teams i mean fucking the left and the right they're trotting out ronald reagan's ghost all the damn time the left's always <laughs> trotting <laughs> out the new yeah, deal it could be ghosts. someone to invoke in the name of yeah that right? is a good one exactly it's the same thing we need that we need that roster spot what are some good libertarian ghosts out there Rock harry brown. brown i'll just admit, oh, reveal it right now he's he, so he, 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 my number one Jesus? ghost pick Hello, this is Ludwig von der Mises. Oh, That'd be great. I don't think that's what he sounded like. <laughs> I like would, Dracula. I'd rather Rothbard. <laughs> Hello. <laughs> this is Ludwig von der Mises. Uh, you got Murray, Murray Rothbard. Yeah. yeah. It's like a, actually, the ghost competition might be pretty fierce. Between Hayek, Mises, Rothbard. Mark Allen Feldman. Mark Allen Feldman. Not a libertarian, but I could see someone picking Ayn Rand. <laughs> Definitely. Yeah. Go Thomas Jefferson. Own some slaves, so <laughs> yeah. that's a problem, but, you know. He doesn't anymore. Sell. It's very anti-libertarian. Can't all be perfect. <laughs> yeah. And we each get one yeah. non-liberty position to hold, his and just... his was owning slaves. I mean, <laughs> everybody gets one. Everybody gets one. Uh, let's, let's circle back to this, uh, we, this thing we talked about for one second and moved on. Who do we think the Democrats are going to put up? Now, if you look at all the various you know, ranking websites out there, I think the biggest names that you see mentioned are you get a lot of Joe Biden. Um, sometimes Joe you hear Biden's a little Bernie Sanders, too, you get a little Bernie Sanders comeback. Uh, you, you of course, even here, believe it or not, you still hear Hillary freaking Clinton. No, um, of course. I don't think she's going to run again. She would be com- criminally insane if she were to run again, which is why I think she might. Nope. <laughs> so uh, you hear a lot of buzz about this Beto O'Rourke character, who's, as far as I can tell, his only resume is losing an election to Ted Cruz. So I don't know why people are, are all excited <laughs> about this guy. But I'm, I'm literally clicking Warren, too. Is I also think Cory Booker run? and Kamala Harris are like announcing soon, and maybe Elizabeth Warren. Interesting. Who the hell is this chick? Senator Amy Klobuchar? I think you're, you're clicking through the same list that I am on yeah, Kiplinger.com. Who is this person? I've never heard of I have Sharon, no idea. Sharon oh, Brown? I hope, I hope Tulsi Gabbard runs. I, would I was going to say, she's the only one I've heard rumors of that I would actually, like, I could, I could consider her as someone I could, like, you know, I wouldn't vote for either her or Trump in hardly any circumstance, but I could be like, okay, I wouldn't be upset if you won. I mean, if the, All li- things if the LP put up, like, Bill Weld, I'd vote for her. I think Tulsi Gabbard is probably more libertarian than Bill Well. Oh, hell yeah. Probably. Did you guys hear her on Joe Rogan? She doesn't sound that. Yeah. For someone that identifies as a social progressive and a Democrat, she does not. She really hardly sounds like one. I mean, when she actually talks about her position, she even seemed open to like how the free market is a better thing in many areas and how they need to bring that into healthcare, which isn't, you know, a radical statement for most politicians, but for a you know, progressive Democrat, it certainly is. Yeah, I told you months ago, of all the Democrats, she's the only one that I would want to run. 
actually, of anyone who's like even being spoken about. Well, guess what? A lot other of others are going to run. I think there's going to be a a pretty crazy field out there. Eric Holder is saying they're saying Eric Holder might run. Hey, that would be ridiculous. See, like talk about how many scandals you could just have. Trump would rip him a new one in about four seconds, talking about all the gun running scandals and everything else they did, stoking racial uh, racial hatred in the wake of the uh, the shooting in what was it? The uh, hands up, don't shoot. What the hell is that guy's name? Oh, uh, Mike Brown. Yeah, yeah, Mike Brown. Like funding people to go and like protest, you know. It would be so funny if Comey ran. Could you imagine him debating oh, Trump? God. I'm surprised <laughs> Kamala Harris isn't ranked higher on this list. I thought she would be like number one or two, actually. Cause like, you know, she's clearly gearing up for it. She's a woman of color, which is like exactly what they want. She's outspoken, even if I find her to be obnoxious most of the time. Um, and she's not bad looking. All things you want in a political candidate. Everything Pretty that much. Hillary Clinton wasn't. Yeah. <laughs> Problem with Kamala Harris is she's always the subject of these, like, uh, one of those stupid uh, Facebook channels, like, now, now this or whatever videos. And it's yeah. always like, Kamala Harris owns this guy. And you're, you watch it, you're like, she just said nothing that every other Democrat doesn't say right. and moved on. It's, like, there was just, no no point was made here. No, she's just interrupting owns. somebody. It's like, owned. Like, no, she's just being very rude. It's kind of like those Ben Shapiro videos, although the difference being he actually makes decent points sometimes. You know, it's always like Ben Shapiro owns progressive Democrat, but it's always like a stupid socialist teenager. You never see him debating anyone serious ever. Oh, so Jess Mears posted that she thinks that uh, Michelle Obama is going to be the next president. That's a name that you hear at, at times. I don't think Michelle Obama wants to go down Michelle that road. Obama. I don't think she'd be dumb enough to run against Trump no. because let's yeah. be honest, who they they are basically fighting for who gets to I'm not saying that they're that the Democrat can't win the election. I think it's possible. I think Trump will likely be reelected if he wants to be. But even if you're going to win, you're fighting to get hammered by Donald Trump, the uh, best <laughs> troll that has ever been seen who has just, you know, literally destroyed the careers along his pathway. He ended the career of Jeb Bush. Yep. I mean, he he probably ended the career of Marco Rubio as a presidential candidate uh, just by putting these guys in such a a uh, sort of like, what's the, I don't even know what the term, term is, such a a light where you're, he, he looked down on them and they could barely defend themselves. Yep. And once you've looked like that on the national stage, I mean, how can anyone take you seriously? No one's going to take Jeb Bush seriously. Please clap ever again. That's just never going to happen. Well, I could see Trump definitely comparing Michelle Obama to Bigfoot because she's got a little bit of Bigfoot in her. Just saying. I don't see her running. I, it, that's just as likely as Angelina Jolie running, which, which I did is not unlikely. see CNN <laughs> news reports about what? that. Yeah, I saw this on CNN that Angelina Jolie is considering running for president. I'm surprised a lot of people like that aren't throwing their hats in right now. It's like, well, if Donald Trump can be president, I can. <laughs> yeah, pretty much. That's the fucking well, wild west out Oprah here. Winfrey? Anybody can run for president oh. now. Did that- Oprah Winfrey leave the door open? Because I could, I could see Oprah Winfrey doing it. She's like, <laughs> pardon me, she's like Trump that she's got the epitome of fuck you money. And, uh, you know, wouldn't have to really give a damn. You know, at this point, nothing's going to make or break her. So I could see her her uh, throwing her hat in the ring. Unless she's got some skeletons. And she probably in her wins. Cl- she get every woman every woman would vote for her. Yeah, Number unless one. she's got some real serious skeletons in her closet, she would beat Trump, I think. Well, she did have an abortion at 14, but that's I don't think anybody there. cares about that. No. Plus all that uh, crap that she pushed on people that was completely unfounded in medical science. So there's that. The food, the school foods. This the well, there's food, there's like like bizarre, like half medical treatments that she was pushing for years that are just total garbage, like her and Dr. Oz that are based on complete yeah, pseudoscience. She's had a number of snake oil salesmen yeah. come in and prance on stage and push their nonsense on people yep. and you know, gullible housewives just eat that shit up. Yep, exactly. Plus that whole uh thousand little fibers or whatever the fuck it is. What was that book? The guy was totally fake that she had pushed. Remember, she had the guy yeah, on Stephen Fry, oh, yeah. and oh, he had right. a million little fibers. Yeah. That was a couple of years ago, wasn't it? Yeah, well, it's back yeah, when that she was still a, while a TV ago. show. She didn't what have a was TV it? It was like a million little strings or something like that. Fibers, yeah, and it's like a, a completely fabricated a million little pieces. Book. Yeah, and she's like, she's like, he's amazing. He's the best. Everyone buy it. It made the guy change my life. A multi multi millionaire, and it turns out it was a total lie. Oprah Winfrey, you idiot. This happened in 2005. Hey, man. It's all ammo for the political gun. Nothing is forgotten. It's true. So do you guys think any Republicans will primary Trump? I no. think they'd be suicidal to do it. 
That's yeah. where like, Mark was talking that's about. It. That's easy they are question. Dumb. There's all these libertarian sort of fantasy fanboys out there who are like, Justin Amash is going to primary Trump. Rand Paul is going to primary Trump. No. No, they're not. A, because they're not idiots. <laughs> yeah. And they know that that would, A, it would destroy them in their own party. It would destroy any positions that they have in their, in their current party. Um, it would not help them in any way. It would not help them with Trump, who Rand Paul actually has a lot of influence over. And it's one of the reasons that I think Trump is bringing troops home from Syria and talking about doing the same in freaking Afghanistan, where we've been for for the lifetimes of humans. There are people now serving in Afghanistan that were born when that war started. How insane yeah. is that? That's yeah, crazy. I By the way, like, bold, oh, yeah. what's your bold prediction on uh, where in the next year, 2019, where will we see will we see more troops deployed or brought home? Question one. And question two, where will we see troops brought home from? Because I have a, a guess on my end. These seem like great, great questions for us to dive into after we take a quick commercial break. Hey, friends, I got to take a quick pause here to tell you about another great libertarian podcast out there. It's called Free Man Beyond the Wall, hosted by the artist formerly known as Mance Raider, now known simply by his real name of Pete Raymond. And I got to tell you, Pete is a machine. This guy brings you a new episode of his own every single Monday, Wednesday, and Friday, and he has done some absolutely fantastic in-depth interviews. He's had on everybody from Ron Paul to Thaddeus Russell to Phil Labonte, the lead singer of All That Remains, a very diverse group of guests, not always libertarians. He also did a great show with a Washington, D.C., insider lobbyist revealing a lot of the dirt that goes on behind the scenes in DC. He has done so many interviews that I have just said, darn, I wish I did this one myself. So I really do want to highly recommend checking out Free Man Beyond the Wall. You can find it over at freemanbeyondthewall.com as well as iTunes, Stitcher, and wherever the heck you download this show. All right, and we are back. And since Brian has taken over hosting the show, I will let you uh, propose this proposition. Propose the proposition. Uh, what did you set up right before the break, and we'll then we'll answer because I already right. forgot. Well, the commercial. I had expertly teased the question, which is: Will we? De- will the U.S. deploy more troops or bring home more troops in 2019? Question one and question two: Were they to bring the troops home, where do you think they will come home from? Can I start? Because I never get to start. Sure. Uh, I do think more will come home than get deployed. Um, I, I think, I think libertarians that are very anti-war will be largely disappointed though. I think we'll see the troops come home from Syria. Uh, I think all of them will come home. I think he is serious about that. Uh, it's, it, there's no reason for us to be there. The only reason ever for us to, le- and not legitimately, but the only way you could even parcel out a reason to be there at all at this point was to combat ISIS, who we helped to fund and start in the first place. But if you're going to be there, that reason is pretty much, you know, out of, out of contention right now. So I do think he will follow up on that. I, I think I don't think he's anti-war by any means, or even anti-empire, but I do think he is pragmatic in a sense that he, when he doesn't see a value in troops somewhere, even if it's not a value in the sense that we would line up with the values, uh, he's going to remove them. And I think he's going to do that in Syria. I don't think that's just a tease. And I think he will reduce the troops in Afghanistan. I don't think he's going to think he's going to do a full pullout. But I think we might be, um, from a libertarian angle, not that thrilled if we're really looking at things. Even in 2018, uh, civilian deaths were at an all-time high because they pretty much let the generals run free and do whatever they think they have to do in whatever theaters of war that we're in. Theaters of war that include freaking Somalia right now. We're in Somalia. No, nobody's talking about that. Uh, we're in many locations across the world, and I don't think that we're going to see any sort of you know libertarian anti-war wave. Um, you know, we'll just see a few headline troop deploy- deployments or not deployments, but uh, removals that libertarians should rightly rejoice and uh, be happy about. But I don't think we're going to see some some massive shift in what our true foreign policy is. Love to be proven wrong. That was long. Yeah. I roll. Mark, well, I never get to answer questions. I'm, I usually I'm, just, I'm just going to agree with you. But in addition to that, I, I think we'll see U.S. involvement in Yemen come to an end. I heard they already, I read something about how they already started, stopped refueling they, they uh, stopped the Saudi that. jets. Some people said, well, the Saudis are good enough to do it on their own now. But whatever the case, I also think the Saudis are getting a lot of pressure. I think everybody just wants it to be over, I think. But that was a, wasn't that, wasn't that a Congress-backed effort? Wasn't, that wasn't led no, by no, Trump, no, no, was no, no, it, no. to get it out was, of uh, The Senate passed a resolution, but it yeah. has no weight yeah. until Congress the Senate, something The Senate similar. thing didn't do anything. This was Trump on his own, and I, I, there's rumors that they kind of wanted to wrap up our involvement in like 30 days or so. 
that they they see this as bad. They don't want any part of it. And apparently the Saudi prince also realizes they're not going to win. They're stuck there. He thought it would be easy like we thought Iraq was easy. And he's just getting so much bad publicity between that and the Khashoggi thing. I think hopefully it would be a miracle, but it would be awesome. And I, I think it's a very good chance it's going to happen that the war in Yemen will come to an end this year. Well, there's no winning a war where the end goal is war. Right, the yeah. end goal of the Yemen war is to have a war for him to prop up and say, look what we're doing in Yemen. We're, we're battling these guys who are proxies of Iran, yada, yada, yada. That's the story anyway. And so, yeah, if the end goal is a war, you can never win the war, you know, and you can only win it by losing it, by, by ending it yourself. Yeah, that's, I guess that's why we've been in Afghanistan for 17 years. Yep. I don't know what the what the objective was. What was the end game? The, like, in theory, it was to remove the Taliban government, so it was no longer a safe haven for Al Qaeda. That government was removed like about three months in. I mean, that that's right. that's long been done. And today, in so what have we been doing for the last sixteen point nine well, years or well, whatever? Hanging out right now, kicking ta- sand. The Taliban um, runs more of Afghanistan now than they did in two thousand one when we. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> That is the grand irony. Uh, I will... many, any of you who read Scott Horton's amazing book, Fool's Errand, which I can't recommend highly enough. In fact, if you're going to buy it, you may as well go through our Amazon link, which you can find at lionsofliberty.com slash Amazon. But that is a that is the most must-read book, I'd say, uh, of last year. Is Fool's Errand by Scott Horton. Gets into every little detail of the Afghanistan war. And you know what we just know, that we've been at war for 17 years and been in that country, the, the base level is horrific enough. But when you get into the details of this thing, it really is just... Horror upon horror upon horror, and it's all happening with the money that comes out of our paychecks every week. It's despicable. Yep. Uh, I'll add in that I think there will be less troops deployed than brought home. And I actually could see, I don't know, I just have a strong gut feeling that the way things are progressing quickly in, uh, in between South and North Korea, that we actually might see a reduction in the troops that are stationed there as well. So something like, what, 40,000 troops there? I can yeah. definitely see them bringing home at least half those troops. Mm, I don't know that they'd bring home half, but yeah, I I think you might be right. The only place where I'm worried about where we, I don't think it'll happen, but the only place I would even be worried about deploying troops is if some shit happened in Ukraine. Yeah, agreed. Whether it's false flag, just trying to start shit with Russia, deep state kind of nonsense or what, that's... I think we need to look out for that. Hopefully nothing happens. Well, the Ukraine's really pushing for it. I mean, I, I was reading something, I think, from the president or prime minister where they have over there saying, like, hey, we want American troops over here. I'm like, uh, no. I, I feel like that's definitely a, a 2019 flashpoint. But just like with the end game, I just don't understand what Russia's end game is. What is, like, what's their objective? Are they going to trying to retake Ukraine and make it part of the Russian state? What is, like, their objective? Are they just trying to piss off the West? No, see... I th- I think if a war were to start there, it would be our like deep state making it like pushing it. I don't think Russia's going to start this. It's not going to be a Russia started thing. <laughs> Russia already started it by invading half of Ukraine. Right? <laughs> no, they. What are you talking that about? That was a an area where Russians lived, and they didn't want to be part of Ukraine. And and never mind. <laughs> I feel I think that's a that's a little hazy as far as like. Who in that region didn't? What was that reason? Like the Crimea? The Crimea? Yeah, region? They, 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 that's they like voted the war version like, of like, oh, well, she was dressed like she was asking for it. I think they like voted the Russians, to like be part of Russia or something. Dressing like they wanted to be invaded. Maybe I'm wrong, but I thought they voted to like be part of Russia. I heard there was some nominal voting after the Russian occupation. Like troops came in and they held like a referendum after Russian troops have already well, like. Pretty much stationed Ukraine's themselves around being Crimea. being run so. by like actual Nazis now that we put into power after like a coup that we started. Like actual Nazis, like descend- where is Ukraine? Yeah. Is this conspiracy corner now? Or is this true? It's true, but whatever. <laughs> well, talk. Tell me about it. That I, I let's this hear is it. The first I've I, heard of it. I, I don't know a ton about it, but we fomented a coup <laughs> there and we put into power people that are like actual Nazis. I too have, they have to be things. dead by now, right? Like, if yeah. you mean like literally, no, like no, they have no, Nazi no, beliefs. The Nazi party, they have, they have beliefs, to be like they're, 100 they're years old. They're also the descendants of actual Nazis and still hold the Nazi beliefs that their parents and grandparents held. You guys inspired me. I'm going to email Scott Horton and I'm going to have him on the show sometime in the next month or so. And I'm going to do a whole show about because we always talk about foreign policy. Almost every foreign policy show for an understandable reason has been about Afghanistan or somewhere in the Middle East, somewhere war on terror related. So I'm going to have him on to talk about the Russia, Ukraine situation. So there there's the first thing you can look forward to in 2019. Excellent. I'm pre-promising an interview I've not booked yet, but 
I know Scott like I think I do, he's willing to come talk about The first thing I always anything. look forward to in 2019 is waking up the morning after the 4th of July, which is never a sure thing. You know what I look up to, look forward to, is hearing <laughs> how hungover you sound on your first show of 2019. Oh, God, it's going to be fucking horrible. Get ready, for a, get ready for a 15-minute Electric Liberty Land coming up this year. Somehow week. this happened two years in a row, but last year's, my last Monday show was on a Monday, which was on New Year's Eve. Somehow that happened again. Somehow the, the years lined up the same exact way. I don't know how, uh, but uh, the, the same exact dates are, are happening for those shows. So Electric Liberty Land is going to air on the second, which I, I assume, or no, on the, on the third, on the I third. believe, right? No, it's, uh, no, the I second. think it, it airs is the on second. the second. Yeah, I have to yeah, record so you, it on the first, which really blows. <laughs> it's gonna be horrible it's gonna be a horrible show i think that's the best part though isn't that what we all love about the show now <laughs> so it's gonna be me reading no, no analysis it's gonna be me reading the emails that howie sends out which he probably won't even send an email that day but i'll just be reading the news headlines verbatim and not giving any commentary i think that's i, I would listen to bernie that. sanders says Charmin is the best toilet paper <sighs> next story is that a callback to one of your very first skits on Electric Liberty Land, your Bernie Sanders toilet paper skit? Oh, that was funny. I for, I completely forgot I even did that. I need to do more Sorry, skits. Sorry, yours truly it. is Bernie Sanders. Yeah, I forgot. I I, did, I need to do more skits. Actually, I would say my favorite uh, Electric Liberty Land this year, we're talking about favorite podcast, was definitely the one with the G.I. Joe song about uh, helping Afghans rape children. That yeah, was, uh, a good I'm, not, I'm not clamoring for what more skits, hell? but I do want more songs this year. More songs. <laughs> All right. I pledge Definitely to, I more pledge songs. to do more songs. I vote for more songs as well. All right. <laughs> In fact, I believe you just have to write a song every week. <laughs> oh, it's brutal. That's too much work. A pure Imagination song. Was that from this year? Um, your, your Pure Imagination parody? I, I think that was this year. I don't know. Joey Meyer found it for me, and I can't, I'll have to check and see what he, uh, what he said, like what episode it was. Well, it was great. <laughs> Thank more you. of that. This was, well, a, this I, was a pretty good, pretty good year. My, my favorite things about the, all three of you guys' shows... Yeah, Odie, not you, JB. But, um, <laughs> Mark, I love Libertarians of the Living Room drinking liquor. I especially liked when we had uh, Roger Paxson on or when Johnny Rocket and Ray Lean were on. That was mm-hmm. awesome time. Always fun. ELL, I really like the controversy got started with uh, Owen Benjamin and that, that lefty oh, comedian. Yeah, that was, that was enjoyable. And on <laughs> Felony Friday, I really liked hearing Juanita Broderick and um, Lynn Ulbricht. Those are some. Yeah. Those yeah. are, those yeah, those are, are my Lions Liberty highlights, I think, of this year. I also really liked on Felony Friday, there was that one gal who was busted for, like, slinging drugs, and her husband, like, ratted her out and didn't oh, even go to jail, she, she and she spent, like, 15 charge. years in prison. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, that was tragic. That was a crazy episode. He's had some crazy stories, and I think it's been a really good shift on Felony Friday to uh, make it more about the stories, because those are things that you can really share with anybody out yeah. there, regardless of political belief. And by the end of that, they're going to be thinking about the system differently, one way or the other. I mean, there's just no way you could hear these stories and not think something is wrong if this person went through this. By the way, speaking of Felony Friday, so I was playing Is It a Crime with uh, John, obviously, and I totally forgot because Dan Smots did the theme song for it. And that son of a bitch wedged in a mention for his own podcast in the Is It a Crime song. <laughs> you, you just you know noticed what, that? When he first wrote that, when he first wrote that song, the podcast had not come out yet. That's, <laughs> oh, really? That's super slick pre-marketing right uh, there. Yeah, I thought he did it in- intentionally. <laughs> I guess not. Well, we may as well give him a free plug. The system is down. Check it out. It's yeah. a great show. They just did the Downey Awards. Yeah. I don't know when it's yeah, going to release, but I'm going on next week to talk about Freemasonry, too, if anybody wants to hear about that. Why not? I'll listen in. I do want to hear about that. I want to hear how we talk about anything. Well, which is why I think in 2019, here's my first prediction that we're going to debut a Howie Snowden hosted show for Patreon only. I think that's where it's going to start. Howie's basement. Mm, Oh, I could maybe do that. Patreon only. That sounds like it doesn't have a set schedule. Yeah, like once yeah, a month-ish. Exactly. Ish. Once a month. Yeah. Kind of like our Conspiracy Corner schedule, our League of Liberty schedule. It's once a month-ish. And you know, mm-hmm. you can handle that schedule. I think Felony Friday is the most important show that we do right now, but I, to me, foreign policy is a bigger issue. So I could potentially have an even more important show. Mm. I don't know. You gonna, mm. are, you, are you volunteering a foreign policy show? No. I need to get my facts straight first. <laughs> I need to find out for sure if these Nazis in Ukraine are for real. Or is this real. just going to be Conspiracy Corner or two? <laughs> I would love to hear one on, a one on one show. It's just Howie and Scott Horton. Every every month, talking about foreign policy and conspiracy overlap, and just they just go for about probably five six hours. I, I have a I have an idea for a show in the same vein of overlap. I think how we should record a show. 
He should be blackout drunk and record a show half an hour and then sober rebut himself. Oh, that would be good. I like that. <laughs> he can just rage on in, in a, uh, a liquor-fueled haze and then see what he wants to argue about with himself later. be great. I like it. This is real live booking you're getting. Since I said that, I should have Scott Horton on. I literally emailed him as we're recording this to ask him about coming on to talk about Russia, Ukraine. And I got a classic Scott Horton response. Sure, man. (laughs) (laughs) That's awesome. So yeah, we're doing that show next month. Look out for it. All right. I should get, you know, I should reach out to Owen Benjamin to do a conspiracy corner that we could run as a, a main a main show oh you like should, a mainstream you should get him on because he is huge a, on the moon landing he's been going off about the moon landing a lot it, lately i wonder if he believes Ooh. in that conspiracy theory that michelle obama is a tranny <laughs> i'm sure he does i think he was, he was posting about it because <laughs> i know transgender stuff is a big thing with him so i don't know if there were ever a conspiracy that had owen benjamin written all over it <laughs> it would be yeah, michelle really. obama like, is a trans I, just, I don't even know where to I'd begin like, with like, somehow fake the moon landing. i don't think that i do not think she is a tranny but or well, as I told you, I do think she is at least part Sasquatch. I also I apologize that if she you're is, not supposed to say the word tranny. What do you say? Transgender. See her walking through know. the woods like that? You're probably not supposed to say a lot of the things Yeah, tranny say. is bad. Really? Damn it. I like them, too. It's just shorter. I don't, have, I don't have time to say transgender every time. It's too many syllables. They need a really good word that we can respectfully say that doesn't mean we don't like you. It means we're cool with you. But what's, what's, tell me the word. I think there is a word. Is it fruit? No. <laughs> you I can't don't say that anymore it, either. No, I think it's just transgender, but we need a shorter one. I don't even know. That's so Trans. like old and backwards. It's like reverse, where it's like, oh, this old man's so cute. That's how old that is. That... <laughs> it, trans is short. Yeah, trans is. Yeah, exactly. Well, what's I mean, a tranny and trans? I don't know why. I don't know why tranny is even a, a negative connotation, really. It's just, I don't know. I guess whitey. Adding a Y to anything, I guess, makes it bad. Anytime you're doing E on the end of it, <laughs> yeah. it just doesn't sound yeah. good. Whether it's a color E, a tran and an E. Yeah. Hey, drunkie. Yeah, there's, there's, nothing, <laughs> there's nothing, nothing good about that E. Yeah. <laughs> there's nothing wrong with nannies, though. The E is always kind of Except the nanny state, Howie. Oh, the most marky. evil one of all. Howie, even Howie, is, is condescending. Damn it. Just saying your name. <laughs> Howard. Howard. <laughs> From now on, you will now be known as only... Howard Snowden. When we want to respect you, when we don't, you'll just be Howie. Yeah, I, I prefer the full. So you're Howie. The, 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 call the, the Ford or Woody. Howard John Snowden the fourth. <laughs> and <laughs> whenever I hear dead silence, I just wait till Brian interrupts it because he can't take it. He can't stand it. I hate it. I usually edit out all the silence, but when oh. you get mad at it, I have to leave it in. Well, yeah. if I know that, I would have taken my time and let it really linger <laughs> like a cranberry song. All right, what else do we bat around? We did get a few uh, suggestions from the Patreon folks over at the Pride about some things to talk about, but uh, we're not going to do that. We're going to save that for the bonus show because they all get to listen to it anyway. So we're going to dive into some Patreon suggestions in a minute, but uh, what else should we discuss as we wind things down oh. here? Why don't we uh, discuss our specific plans a little bit for the new year? I, I do think we will cu- we'll have some kind of Howie Snowden, at least Patreon show, I think, uh, sometime in 2019. I think that's quite possible. Uh, heck, maybe even a J.B. Lubin hour. Who knows? Who knows what things <laughs> Can you imagine if someday we Who had knows? a podcast seven days a week? I mean, it's not impossible. How many there's, of us are there? No, seven, six, five? There's six of us. It's mm. well, a lot. But we need to take the Lord's. lot of effort, We need man, to take the to Lord's day off anyway, so six days a week would be. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, we could each. That's if, fair If all six yeah. of us did one podcast once a week, and then we also all collectively did a, did a Libertarians in the Living Rooms drinking liquor once a week. Then we would have seven days. We should just do a three-hour Joe Rogan-style podcast with all of us on it once a week and then cut it into several pieces. Ooh. Or just air it once as one big yeah. show and change the format entirely. Well, I think, as I have mentioned this before, but Jason Carrier has really been pushing me, one of our, uh, our high-level patrons, and uh, he's been pushing me to do the idea I had for uh, do, you know, do Nothing Man, which I think I might try to make some skits about and put them out on Patreon. I don't know what that is. It's basically the concept that you need a superhero who does absolutely nothing. Like Ron Paul was oh, Dr. Right, no, no I, and it's yeah. just that, you know, it's like, cause you think about everything, like literally every single thing the government does makes everything a million times fucking worse than if they did nothing at all. So this guy's just do nothing, man, where you trot out like whatever new, the, whatever the plan is, they'll make it worse. And then do nothing, man, just does nothing. And it's much better. Saves the day. 
that's the hard thing about communicating libertarian solutions to people is often they're like, so what would you do about this thing? And I'd just be like, I wouldn't do that first thing. Yeah. Wouldn't do that. Like, oh, that's it. Like, oh, what would you do about the troops in, in this country? I'd be like, I wouldn't have sent them there. No. That's so why you just want to let this, these people <laughs> die? You want to let Assad kill his own people? Yeah. Ain't my, I mean, my problem. I, I wouldn't the civil war wouldn't have started way. if we didn't. Uh, <laughs> yeah, I wouldn't have phrased it that if, way. But you know. yeah, I mean, the thing is, most people don't understand even what why we got into whatever the thing is. We're in Syria because we created ISIS and started a civil war in Syria. So that's why our troops are there. Yep. It's not because there was this bad thing happening and then we graciously came in to try to help one side that's better or worse than the other. And in fact, the side we're helping is the Islamic terrorists. Yeah. So they, we're, thanks, we're helping Obama. the terrorists to. to Try to overthrow the secular government. <laughs> Sorry, there's a why, fucking. Why mosquitoes. is that so funny, Howie? There's mosquitoes flying <laughs> no. around here. I'm trying to catch them. Yeah, well, I, 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 I was just understand. laughing at for those without video. I was laughing at Brian trying to catch mosquitoes in his. Uh... Well, I was those without video, quietly, is everybody. So I, I couldn't like clap to do it, so I was trying to like like grab him quietly and pull him in and squish him in my hand. It seems like a good time to mention that to see the video of this, you can join Patreon. You can join the Pride <laughs> at the ten dollar a month level. We do have a little higher tier for the video, folks. But you get to see us record this thing. What more could you ever want to do on your New Year's? than sit around watching us drink recording a show. I can't think of anything. Nope. So my goal, I'm going to be turning it. 40 this year, but I'm going to, by the end of this year, I'm going to be in the best shape of my life ever. That's That was my goal by 42, is to be in the best shape of my life. I've got <laughs> yeah, less I, I should have started sooner, but I'm going to start on January 1st, and we'll see. <laughs> I'm also taking a few weeks off drinking January 1st. Unless the <laughs> Eagles make the playoffs. Oh, drink yeah, you got to. No, so you guys are taking a month off of drinking? Well, my sister's coming to visit me I in the middle of the month, so I'll drink that weekend. But I usually try <laughs> to take a month off to, to detox just because, like, this, I mean, going into, I, I probably drank easily just myself eight to ten liters of alcohol in the past, like, two weeks. Wouldn't, like, wouldn't easily, you like to easily. see? <laughs> wouldn't you? Just grain, like, grain alcohol. I'm not putting those types of numbers up, so I can, I can understand now why you might want to yeah, take a... I know. need a break. I, wonder, I, I need to take a nice, relaxing time off, let my liver cells regenerate. Wouldn't you like to see if they could pour all the alcohol you ever drank into, like, swimming pools? <laughs> it's like swimming, <laughs> swimming pools, how many would, like, fill up? I want to see two swimming <laughs> pools. I want one many swimming pools for... I, any one of us, let alone all of us. Oh, yeah. I want one swimming pool with the alcohol, and I want another swimming pool like Scrooge McDuck full of the money that I spent on alcohol oh. just to see that add up. <laughs> By the way, if there's any reason to support you us. if you had that money back? Oh, my God. If there's any reason like to support dollars. us on Patreon, it's to see my the glass that I'm drinking my champagne out of. It is lovely. Did you buy? I presume you bought that just for tonight. Yeah, I did. I bought it at Ralph's. Let's from see $4. everybody's glasses. Here's my glass. <laughs> and, and nobody describe anybody's glass. Make them pay. <laughs> Clink. There we go. Ooh. Cheers. Let's all cheers. Everybody's got nice glasses. Hey, Solange. All right. I'm tapping my microphone. Let's throw it here. And as Mises would say, Prost. <laughs> cheers. Now, who brought me back to be on the Liberty team? <laughs> what is this? All right. Well, I think we're going to wrap up pretty soon the regular show. Uh, I'm going to get everybody's final thoughts on the year, the year past and the year forward in just a moment. But before we do that, I know John Odermatt is not on the show, but he is on the show because he's got a quick word from one of today's sponsors. Do you want a libertarian message in your inbox every single day for the next year? Do you want philosophical ammo for your next Facebook debate? Inspiration for those days when freedom feels out of reach or just a jump off point for teaching liberty through music. Nikki P. from the Sounds of Liberty podcast has joined up with friends Luke Tatum of the Culture of Peace podcast and Sherry Voluntary. They've compiled a list of 365 Liberty-themed songs. They've done the legwork. They've pontificated on some of the greatest messages music has to offer the Liberty movement. Every day for the next year, you'll get a new song with historical details, lyrical highlights, links, and libertarian analysis to dazzle and educate so in order to get in this program, you got to join by December 31st. And you're going to do that by going to soundslikelibertypodcast.com slash 365. All right. Yeah. And definitely check out Freedom 365, the uh, awesome, awesome project being put on by Nick Pacone and the fine folks at the Sounds Like Liberty podcast. It's a cool idea. You got a new song in your browser. 
in your browser, <laughs> in your email every single day, and all sorts of Liberty ammo to use in conversations as John just described to you. And I only ran that promo. No, not because they're paying us to run it, because I wanted John to be a part of this show in some way, shape, or form. Although really, us hyping up his show and telling him how great he was, that was probably more than enough already. Fuck John. Does Rush right. does Rush have 365 songs? <laughs> they must, or else how how else would they be putting this together? You should go on that show, Howie. I should. Yeah, I'd like to. You, you probably have been. I don't even know. Nope. Nope. You're the prime candidate. Oh, actually, right, so right, somebody Nick, was heard it here trying first. to Bring say someone just trying to say I should go on some show called Fagcast. Um, yeah, it's the uh, okay. Well, one of the one of our Patreon supporters, Colin, wanted us to talk about up-and-coming podcasters in the libertarian movement, up-and-coming figures. I don't know that many because, believe it or not, I don't pay attention to that much stuff outside of the time I spend on the podcast and the research I have to do for that. I get all my news from Electric Liberty Land and from Howie's emails, which you get if you join the Pride for 15 a month or higher. You get daily emails expertly sourced by our information expert, Howie Snowden. Uh, but that's basically where I get all my news. So I'm not really in the loop on a lot of, I don't know, maybe a lot of the rising figures or what have you, but uh, I did hear the... Friends Against Government is what that stands for. Right. The Friends Against Government podcast. I heard an episode they had Chris Spangle on. That was a good show. There's also, uh, what's this? This McFlugel fella? McFlugel, the Rollo and Slappy show. So I, I heard, though, get... that the Friends Against Government are having some kind of feud with Robbie the Fire Bernstein. Well, yeah. they are. They, did they successfully do that? Because they discussed how they wanted to do that oh, yeah. in... Um, yeah. In the show with I just with saw Chris. some stuff. Is, just, is this just so they can self-promote by uh, like? Yeah, it was a joke. They were talking oh, about the okay. whole punching up thing. It actually started with a conversation about Mance Raider and the whole spat with Jason Stapleton right. and how that probably you know helped Mance grow his show a little bit. And another one of today's sponsors, uh, Free Man Beyond the Wall. But yeah, that their their expert plan was to uh, start a feud with. Robbie the Fire Bernstein, not with Dave Smith, because Dave was too big. <laughs> so that was kind of funny. Okay, all right. As long as it's not a real feud, I'd go on their show if they asked me. All right. Well, did so, did they ask you, or did you? Where did this idea come no, from? No, somebody had like tweeted it. I think Tasting Anarchy tweeted something about it, and they liked the tweet. But I haven't heard anything from anybody. Maybe they don't know my email address. I don't know. Probably no, not. If you if only you had a Lions of Liberty email address. If only I had a Lions of Liberty email address, <laughs> they could reach out to me. <laughs> All right. Well, yeah. Check out the Friends Against Government podcast. Check out uh, Inside McFlugel's Mind. I tuned into them show, their show a little bit. I heard them uh, through Mance Raider's podcast. Uh, Jen the Libertarian. She's another up and coming uh, podcaster who's been out there. There's a lot of new Liberty podcasts popping up, and I think they all bring a little something to the table. So I want to give them some props uh, wh- wherever we can. Because I was once a floundering Libertarian podcast who could use some mentions now and th- now and again. Jen the Libertarian's got a We can still great, use the mentions. Great Twitter account, too. Great, yeah, tell which we can still use, by the way. So everyone that I just mentioned, I hope you mentioned me ten times over. <laughs> That's our going price. It's a one to ten ratio. Yeah. Uh, all right, so to wrap things up, I'm going to say we can each... Why don't we each say one good thing that we liked about 2018 and also one prediction for 2019, starting with Howie. Oh, well, one thing I liked was Libertarian Christmas. I mean, we got troops coming home. We've got criminal justice reform. We've got a government shutdown. We've, you know. One thing, God damn it, Howie. No, it's yeah, one thing, Libertarian Christmas. <laughs> libertarian Everybody Christmas. else is upset the holiday season's not Libertarians. <laughs> and I guess my prediction will be um, marijuana will be legalized federally. Damn it, that was mine. I'll think of another one. Go on, JB. <laughs> that was also mine. <laughs> <laughs> I was just going to say, because that I, I was thinking, what is really a high point? But, you know, the... the That's a high point right there. Yeah, the, the, drug, the drug war. The drug war seems to be... Uh, losing ground a little bit. We got two thirds of the states that have medical now, and Michigan just got recreational November, and New York and New Jersey, and dare I say, even Pennsylvania might be pushing that way in 2019 at the very least 2020 as well. I thought well. Pennsylvania has it now. So I think no, we just have. Medical oh, okay, yeah, because I I know some people that get yeah, medical. Yeah, we're talking about rec- oh, okay. they're putting a, making a push of recreational nice. as well. So I'm like, it seems like this domino is finally falling, and once that once that piece is out of the way, then we can start getting to the more serious topics and get into some real serious drug reform. LSD. As long as weed is illegal, I can't even broach the topic of everything else with anyone. So that's the first thing that needs to fall, and then we can get some serious drug reform in this country going. 
So that was also going to be my my high point in prediction. All right. Well, I'll go with. We, we, uh, we think very long. I'll say since you guys have already covered a lot of the bases, I will say that 2019 or 2018, I am very proud of Rand Paul's reemergence as a force for liberty. Um, you know, renouncing a lot of the the former support for Israel, talking about defunding a lot of the money that we're that we're putting out to help them, fighting uh, to stop the war in Yemen, fighting to um, to push forward uh, healthcare reforms. I mean, the guy's really done a lot this year and this past year, and getting Trump's ear is like huge. So uh, good job, Rand. Paul us for that. And in regards to the projection or uh, my prophesizing, I will stick to my earlier prophecy that we're going to see. A large amount of troops come home from uh, from Korea. All right. Well, you guys took all my stuff. So, <laughs> is there uh, anyone I'm gonna, I'm gonna, you think will go to jail? Hillary anyone? Clinton. Hillary Clinton. <laughs> uh, Paul Manafort's not in jail yet, is he? Here's a question. Would Hillary Clinton <laughs> go to, to jail, jail first? Do you think if, if the Clinton Foundation got exposed do you think bill would have hillary kill, killed or vice versa in order to uh <laughs> to do like a plea deal and take the other one out so they, what if they put the hit on each other and it all canceled highlight of 2019 <laughs> it's like spy versus spy around the clinton house or like uh mr and mrs smith were both creeping around trying to murder each other <laughs> hillary, that's my prediction on, that's my prediction that i'm using that you, baby doll uh, I'm going to go with a, a slightly uh, less heralded news story, but a very libertarian one. And it's it really has gotten hardly any play. And I'm not really sure why, probably because it's a, a pro-Trump thing for many people, but it, not necessarily for like a Democratic talking point. But the fact that they ended the mandate, they I mean, unilaterally, Trump just said, we're not going to enforce this tax anymore. Uh, when it comes to Obamacare, meaning, yeah, technically that law still exists that you have to buy health insurance, but currently under this administration, the tax for that is a fine of zero dollars and the way it's enforced, which I think is really huge. It's it's no longer punishing people for not buying a product. Now, there's a million other things that need to change in healthcare, uh, but punishing individuals for not buying a terrible product, which is what healthcare has become. I'm not just going to say under Obamacare, but under 30 years of this government manipulated cartelized system, uh, not forcing people to buy that anymore with a punishment is a good thing. And it's also had a chain reaction of that ruling in Texas that said, because this is no longer a tax, Obamacare is not even constitutional anymore. Now I don't think that's going to necessarily go anywhere once that gets to higher courts, but it's interesting. And I I think it health freedom. It's something I've tried to focus on a lot. I try to have a lot of guests that have insight in that area and I want to continue to do so going forward. But it's, it's one of the biggest issues that's going to matter going forward because as, as these generations get older and older, the boomers um, and healthcare gets worse and worse. That's going to be the most important thing. It's finding free market solutions to bring healthcare to millions of people that are going to need it because um, the government systems are, are going to fail them. We know this, they're failing them now. They're going to continue to fail them. Uh, the more of a free market we could introduce to that, the better. So I think that's my favorite thing. And uh, I'm just going to pile on with the prediction of legal marijuana. And I, and, and overall, I'm going to make a larger prediction that Trump is going to go hard left on the Democrats as they go into their primary. So I think he's going to go. He might even push this thing that he's been quiet about, but he was big. Uh, even during uh, his State of the Union speech, he was big on uh, the maternity leave, federalizing that sort of stuff. Um, I think he's going to push some things like that, bringing troops home, uh, the criminal justice reform stuff, legalizing marijuana. I think he's going to push all that stuff really hard so that in their Democratic primary debates, he basically forces Democrats to take what would be very anti-typically Democrat slash progressive positions in order to just be anti-Trump and to watch head spin. So that's what I'm looking forward to because I think that this primary is going to bring out the crazies and the extremists and everything in between. I don't know what's in between crazy and extreme, but I think it's going to really have head spinning, trying to be anti-Trump while, while supporting, while, while trying to be against some, you know, many policies that would be heralded if say Obama or, or really any other Democrat was doing them. That long enough for you, Brian? Yes. I also, it was, <laughs> I was taken aback. I always mispronounce things, but the way you say heralded yeah, heralded. heralded. What is it? Heralded. I think it's heralded. Did you say like, heralded? I thought you were talking about heralded. Twice away. I was like, I just completely. It's, it's heralded, right, Brian? Yeah. <laughs> you're putting the wrong, heralded. What did I say? The I emphasis said heralded, on heralded. the long, wrong syllable. <laughs> Whatever. <laughs> I'm not an English major. I don't know all the words. <laughs> I don't know all the words for the language. But uh, that's all I got. What do you guys got? We got more. We got more in us, but it's going to be saved. 
for the bonus show where factually speaking, we are all going to be drunker than we were about an hour ago. Truth. So with that, I believe it is time to do our sign off. Let's see if we can nail it. Let's see if we can end the year on a positive note. Cause there's one thing I want you guys to do going into 2019. It's only one thing. It's a small thing. And that is to live long. And That was the best one we ever did. Time and if you still want more